What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. Ray, my friend, the day is finally here. We have our first position rankings of 2024 NFL Draft. We are starting with the quarterbacks. I'm fired up to get this going. Yeah, this is a fucking loaded-ass quarterback class, too. So it'll be interesting. I feel like we're going to have a little bit of variance in our rankings. Um, maybe a few surprises here or there. But, dude, it's starting. It's getting rolling now. First day of senior bowl practices today. We oh, got yeah. our first fucking first draft rankings or first position rankings, rather, coming out. So I'm pumped up. Yeah, let's just uh, quickly talk about this quarterback class in general. Um, as I was putting grades to players, um, I quickly looked back at what I had last year, and I actually have six quarterbacks who have the same or higher grades um, than my fourth-ranked quarterback last year, Will Levis. Um, I was enamored with with Anthony Richardson last year. I had him higher than, than you guys did. I know you had Levis um, higher than I did. Um, but give me just general thoughts about this this quarterback class. Yeah, it'd, it'd be really interesting to see how um, grade-wise I'd stack them up. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think both my top guys would be the top guys in last year's class too. Mm. But I think I'd have Stroud uh, probably a close third. I don't know exactly what I gave him. I know he was my QB1 last year. But, yeah, the last few years have been interesting. Um, a lot of different types of players too, which is pretty cool to see. Like, like there's not been one – it's not the standard quarterback anymore. You know what I mean? A lot of different flavors. People have their different opinions and whatnot. So um, I guess, I mean, I guess it's kind of similar regards to um, tiers though. I feel like last year, the two top two were clearly Bryce and CJ. And this year there's, I think there's a clear top two as well. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, before we get into our position rankings, I got Bovada sportsbook.com pulled up right now. Right, the Super Bowl is in a few weeks. We have a rematch. We got the 49ers. We got the Chiefs. Currently, the 49ers are a two-point favorite. Just give me your thoughts about the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised there were two points. I, I thought it would be within one and a half. I mean, I guess it's not really that far off. I think it, it opened, opened at, at three. one. I thought I think it opened it opened... at three. Oh, really? I thought I saw it open at one, like, directly after the um, the 49ers game. But maybe it... It's regardless yeah. uh it's a closed line it's i feel like either team has a shot to win it obviously um as a better if i'm betting on this though i, I don't see how you can bet against pat uh I, but I, that's coming from someone who's rooting for the 49ers too so i haven't made up my mind yet but i i find it really hard for me to believe that i'm going to be putting money against patrick mahomes i'm probably just going to sprinkle a fuck ton of props like i typically do yeah interesting too right now the way it's set on bovada Obviously, the 49ers are the favorite, but for the Super Bowl odds, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite right now at plus 140. That's wild. Um, thinking everybody expects, even though if Birdie plays well and they do win, maybe you get a big Christian McCaffrey game, maybe you get a big defensive player game. So um, that's obviously baked in. Yeah, I don't know which way I'm I'm leaning right now. I mean, the 49ers should have lost last week. Let's call it what it is. Like the Lions should be in the Super Bowl right now, and they fucked that game up so bad. Um, but they battled, they battled, and uh, the Chiefs, after not playing well all all year, now they're just seeming to turn it on. Their defense has been great all season. Their defense they were been, great again. Their defense has been so good in the playoffs. Their defense yeah. pitched almost a perfect game against Baltimore last week. Right, I think it's going to be an awesome matchup. Um, over best, 40- best on best. 
right? It, it really fun. is. I, I do think at the end of the season now, these are the two best teams in the NFL. I think we've been, I mean, we've been saying that preseason, I feel like. Uh, I think we had some, obviously, some concerns with the Chiefs supporting cast around Patrick Mahomes, but at the end of the day, dude, quarterbacks take over. And he's that guy makes some insane fucking plays last week. Right. Over under on Bovada is 47 right now. Juice to the over. I kind of like the under. under. I love that under. I kind of like the under. I might go alternate line under. I might go to like 42. That's a little crazy. That's just on American. It's like betting the under on the on the anthem. Oh, I'm betting the under on the anthem. Coward. Can't do it. All right. Let's get into uh position rankings. We're gonna go five to one and then we'll talk some, about some players who are just outside. Ray. Big question. Who you got a five? Yeah, dude. My uh three to six has just absolutely flip-flopped throughout the last Damn. month and a half. <laughs> it's been bad. Um I finally came down. I got Bo Nix at five. Um, it was a tough, yeah, it was a, a tough decision just because me and Bo Nix have had a love hate relationship for the last five years, ever since that uh, his first game in college when he beat Oregon on that last play, I <laughs> never forgave him. But this is this is a guy who's just absolutely been through the ringer in college football, and at the end of his career, he ended up in New York for the Heisman ceremony. So that's got to say something about his character. He's played sixty one games in his five years, which I think. It's if it's not a record, it's pretty damn close to it, if I'm not mistaken. I know, like, towards the end of the season, they were saying that he was uh shooting for the record of most games played, and he passed for 15,000 yards, 113 touchdowns to 26 picks. And I think that really tells a story of his uh, him as a player. He protects the ball so well. This past season, only had three interceptions on the year with 45 touchdowns, uh, 4,450 4, yards to go on top of that. So, this is a player. He's very mature and he's got an NFL body too. He's 6'2, 218 with 10 inch hands. He's he's thick too. You know what I mean? Like some of these college players coming out, especially the next two I'm probably going to talk about, they don't really have that like, man's build to them. This is a guy who's going to be able to take the punishment of an NFL season. But also with that, he's he know he plays within himself and he knows not to do too much. This is out of all the quarterbacks, he gets down the most. He when he gets his seven yards, he'll just slide and he Okay, get up and go go to the next play. I do love that mentality in a quarterback. I don't think you should be taking extra hits. And I think it's easy to get into that headspace to take extra hits in college. And it's kind of hard to learn it in the NFL. So I love that he has that in him already. Uh as a passer, he is a he's a finesse passer. He's got a lot of he's got great touch on his balls. I love his deep ball. Uh great arc on it, great touch. He throws to a spot and has his receiver go track it. So he has trust in his guys, which I love to see. Um, and I just think as an athlete too, he's just tailor made for what teams are looking for in the NFL nowadays. This guy doesn't get sacked. I think he's been sacked six times each of the last two years. His ability to escape out of the pocket and more importantly, keep his eyes downfield and throw off platforms. I think that's going to really buy have a lot of teams buy into him as a player. He doesn't need to have his feet underneath him. He has that kind of like baseball motion where he'll sidearm it and be able to get to his guys when he needs to. And then, I just I envisioned him in an NFL offense where they're going to be rolling him out all the time, play action rollouts. I picture him in like a honestly, I think Denver's a really good spot for him. Though I do view him as a a day two. I view him as a day two quarterback. Let's just get that clear. I don't think this is a first round player. I think there are holes in his game that I'm going to get to, but I do think Denver is a great spot for him. Now to the holes that I was refer, uh, referring to, he played in a very gimmicky offense. 
uh, a lot of balls at or behind the line of scrimmage. I think his uh, average depth of target was under seven yards, which is probably the lowest that I'm going to talk about out of all these players today. Um, and I mentioned his ability to throw off platform. That comes at a fault, I think. He he tries to do it too much. Like he does, his feet will just get. He just doesn't bring his feet with him. He tries to. It, I see a lot of Zach Wilson in him, where he'll yep. just. He just throws. He tries to throw off the side, like make the highlight reel plays, and it's just too much, and the ball sails on him. So he's got to learn to play within himself. That's why I do not view him as a first round pick. I think those mechanical issues are a real problem that an NFL team, an NFL quarterbacks coach, is going to have to iron out in order to, for him to be consistently accurate and reach his full potential. And then lastly, I do think he tends to get locked in on a guy. Um, he, he can read a defense, but there are times where he's taking a shot. He'll There'll be someone who's running a shallow cross wide open. He has 10 yards to go. He's just going to take a shot. So he um, those are some of the holes in his games. Like I said, I view him as like a late round two, early round three type of player. I know those are going to get pushed up nowadays. Um, but whether he go, I don't, I still don't see him going in the first round, even though I do think the narrative is that he's pretty much going to be a lock for top 25 once the senior bowls all said and done. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head, honestly. A lot of points that you made, I have him too. Um, I'm a little upset because if he's at five, pretty sure my boy ain't making your top five, which is uh, which is rough. Uh, I we'll get in, we'll get into that. Um, I have Bo Nix at, at six. I also have a round two grade on him. Um, I'll hit on on some of the things that you said. Um, I wrote high floor player. I think that um almost as much as anybody. I, I know what he is coming into the NFL. Um, he knows what he wants to do pre-snap. And like you said, sometimes it comes at a fault, but uh, top 10 and quickest release in college football. He sees a pre-snap and he makes the throw. Um, like you said, good under pressure. He's quick to find his check down. He's quick to find the hot. Um, and he, he'll scramble when, when he has to, to make a play. He doesn't really, he doesn't force it when it's not there. Only had five turnover worthy plays all season. You see that when they play. Um, I think he throws with good pace, especially in the intermediate part of the field. I think he throws with different arm angles off his, off one foot, two feet. Um, like you said, but I agree. I think that also comes with some of his issues. I also wrote, if he can get erratic on the move can cause inaccurate balls. Um, also, I felt like sometimes he breaks the pocket too early when he doesn't need to. Sometimes he needs to stand in there and deliver it. Um, I know he likes getting out on the, on the move and making plays uh, a little off schedule, but I think he needs to stand in there sometimes a little bit more. And then the last thing you said about his processing, I also wrote that. I still think as much football as he has played, I still think his processing needs to get better. Um, he telegraphs that first read sometimes where – like I said, he sees it and he throws it. And like you said, sometimes he has a shallow crosser or a guy where a defender might have slipped and he doesn't see it just because he's throwing that first read. Um, I also think he likes to see guys open instead of throwing them open. I think that was a bit another big thing for me. Um, it doesn't allow for much yak from his receivers when he does that outside of them throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage and they got a screenplay set up. But when he's just throwing it to the middle of the part of the field, I think he's late a lot of the times. Um, so it's on his receivers to make plays instead of throwing those type of transition balls where they can just catch it and go. But I do think he's a good player. Um, 
I do have the same grade. He was the guy that I was talking about. I do have the same grade on him as I had on Will Levis last year. Um, I think Levis's upside is much higher, but um, I do think I know what he is. And I think in a system, like you said, like a Denver, or we've talked about Minnesota. I think that's a really good fit for him as well. Um, I think he could still succeed in the NFL. I heard a comparison for him. Uh, I think it was either today or yesterday. That was really intriguing. Someone compared him to Jalen Hurts. And I was mm. like, ooh, I can kind of see that. I think they have very similar builds. Um, good, but not great arms. They, I don't know. I just feel like they... Yeah, it's funny about his build because I feel like the narrative a lot of the time was that he's like kind of smaller. Like, he's thick. He's thick as shit, dude. He's a thick body. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate the cop, actually. I think he's a little more accurate than than Jalen was, especially coming out. But uh, I don't hate it. I think the maturity thing also is a big factor. Teams, in that. Are, teams love that nowadays. I think just look yeah. at what Brock Purdy's been doing. The teams fall in love, and there's a lot of guys who's played a lot of football in this quarterback class. Right. Uh, what do you got? I'm, five? Bo- I'm Bovada right now. Uh, Bo Nix, first quarterback taken, plus seventy five hundred. You taking it? I'll I'll stay. I'll stay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For me, uh, this is your boy. I got JJ McCarthy at five. Um, currently, I have a mid to late first round grade on him. 6'3", 202. Um, that could definitely increase by the time he gets to the combine. I think he'll probably be around 210-ish um, by the time the combine comes. But um, we'll wait for those measurables. Uh, 2,900 passing yards this season, 22 touchdowns, four interceptions, 72% completion percentage. Um, he had a 63.4% completion percentage versus pressure this year, highest in the country. He's really good at extending plays when he needs to and finding the open receiver, especially on the sideline. He makes some really nice throws on the sidelines, rolling to his right, um, and he likes to find A.J. Barner or Colson Loveland in those in those uh ten yard areas on the on the sideline, he makes some really good throws. He's got a really strong arm. Um, I would venture to say he doesn't have as big of arm as an arm of maybe Penix or, or Drake May, but he's got big arm. Um, and and it shows on the field. He really can sling it. He throws a really nice fastball. Um, I said when he when he's on the run, especially to the right, really strong arm. When he's clean, he's got really good fundamentals in his technique. Looks like a natural thrower of the football. Um, very comfortable picking up blitzes. He knows where his hot is. He knows where the check down is, and he just lives to fight another down. He really is the system quarterback that they needed to win the national championship. Didn't play outside of himself, made the plays when he needed to use his legs when he needed to. He's kind of shifty in the open field too. I would like to see him in the NFL use his legs even a little bit more. Cause I think he is a pretty dynamic runner um, for me right now. Some of the weaknesses, he still really only throws that fastball. He really doesn't throw with much finesse or much pace and layering of the football. Um, he can fit some throws in with that fastball, but sometimes just needs to put it over a linebacker's head and he's just firing it in. Um, still, I also wrote, um, still not comfortable throwing uh, to the outside parts of the field when he's not on the move. When he's in the pocket, he really looks to to the middle of the field um, as his security blanket, I I think he only threw like, I, I 
don't have the number in front of me. But I think in the intermediate part of the field, to the outside part of the field, I think he only threw like 30 pass attempts to the outside part of the field this year, which I thought was pretty crazy. I mean, he had the least amount of attempts of the guys I watched this year. But um, yeah, so obviously something he's going to need to work on. I think going through progressions is still a work in progress for him too. He's best when he sees the coverage and the matchup that he likes and he attacks it or when the play is completely broken down and Amat has to make a play with his legs when he's standing in there and he has to make the second, the third, or the, maybe the fourth read. I think he gets a little antsy, wants to escape. Same thing with Bo Nix. Needs to stick it in, in the pocket a little bit more and just go through his progressions, especially behind the really good offensive line that he had at Michigan. I think in the NFL, guys are going to be coming quicker. Everything's got to be quicker, reactive. Um so those are my thoughts on, on JJ McCarthy. I know you really like him as well. Yeah, he's um he was at three for me in the summer scouting. He's sticking at three for me. This is someone when we talk about love hate relationship. Uh, this guy is I, I, I this is way more than Bo Nix. This is personal for me. He's ruined my season the last two years. But dude, he I just love the way he plays the game. He this is a type of guy NFL teams. I said it in summer. I'll say it again. They are going to be obsessed with him. We talked about his arm. His arm is I I not gonna say. I'm not sure about it. elite is the right word. But I mean, that guy has. I might say elite. If we're talking fastball, it's elite. He's an elite fastball. I agree. This, I think. I think just think it's just teams are going to see it and just envision what they can make of them because everything else you like you have the arm. You're you you're a winner. You lost one game in your career. You won a national championship. Um. Just, I think his poise and just his ability to run that offense, which is a pro style offense, I think that's what I think it's going to make the transition to the NFL that much easier for him. He is someone who just, I feel like he just was in total control, like you said. He was taking, he knows when to take checkdowns. He's able to read the defense pre snap. He knows where his opening is, and I just love the fact that he is fearless over the middle of the field. He knows that his arm is good enough to get it in there. Sure, there's. I think his arm can be a little erratic at times. I think sometimes he he tries to overthrow. I think maybe a, a year or two uh, behind someone in the right system to try to learn and develop that touch will be necessary for sure. I don't think he's a tailor-made uh, day one starter. I do think that he's going to need some time to develop. But I just imagine this guy stand, uh, sitting two years behind a Matt Stafford in L.A. or sitting two years behind a Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. And I just think this is the type of guy that you, at the end of the day – I have him as a fringe first, second round pick. You take him in the first to get that fifth year option and you sit him. I think he is a developmental guy who could, when you in two, three years, you could be the Jordan Love route. You'll look and be like, oh, we have a franchise quarterback now. Just pay him his money. So I, I'm obsessed with him. I do think some of the, his uh, negatives, I think he does need to add some weight to that frame, especially because he does love the run and he can't be taking hits like that in the NFL. He's a skinny dude right now. Um, and the touch, I think the touch and the overall accuracy can be erratic at times, but, um, I do think with a year or two of development under the, in the right system, a system that you can use as athleticism, like you said, to get him out in the move. I think he'll be a NFL starter and a good one at that. Yeah. First quarterback selected on Bovada for JJ McCarthy is plus 10,000. You taking that one? I'll still not take that one, but, uh, I find it, no deal. I, I find it crazy I, that it's, uh, that much higher than Bo Nix, but yeah. Uh, where'd you have him? You had him at three. Yeah. I'm at three. I respect it. All right. Who you got at four? I think we're going to have the same guy at four then. 
Uh, at four, I have Jaden Daniels from LSU. So do I. That's Go how ahead. You have a four. Ooh, thought you'd have him a little higher, but I respect it. I got my um, boy at three. Yeah, I know who you're at three now. <laughs> um, this is another guy. I said it before. The theme of this quarterback class, I think, is experience and game experience. And this is guy has it in spades. It's five year player. He's played 45 career games between uh, Arizona State and LSU. So he's been through it all. He's the only player in college football history with 12,000 passing yards, 3,000 rushing yards. And in 2023, I mean, he had a monster season. There's nothing else to say. He won the Heisman Trophy, 72% completion percentage, 3,800 passing yards, 40 touchdowns, four picks, and then added 1,100 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns. Uh, This is a guy, I think, for starters, you can't talk about this guy and not mention his athleticism and running ability first. That's what makes him the prospect he is. And this guy is dynamic. I think he's going to run low four fours. I think he may even crack the four threes. This guy is fast, fast when he runs. Um, I heard, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but someone said that like Justin Fields is way more, he's not nearly as explosive as Justin Fields. And I thought they were on crack. This guy, this guy is a legit runner. I, you can't look, watch this guy play football and not think of Lamar Jackson. He's six, what I think he's six, three, six, four listed at 210. Yeah, six, four, 210. So he's long, skinny, tall. It just gives up like serious Lamar Jackson vibes. As a passer, he's someone who throws a really catchable ball for his wide receivers. Tight spiral, uh, good touch, but he has a fastball too. He doesn't like he doesn't use it all the time, but when he needs to fit one in, he can really uh, get some velocity on his throws. Uh, I think my favorite part about him as a passer, I love his ability to throw the slot fade and throw it deep. He throws with really nice touch on the outside. He can put it over that outside shoulder of the cornerbacks perfectly for his wide receivers. Uh, Brian Thomas, Malik Neighbors, I think they both feasted on that route multiple times this year. Um, and then just, I think overall, he's I think he's right now as an, on the negative side. I just think as a passer, he can be a little late on his uh, reads as well. I think ball placement is shaky to say the least. I don't know. I feel like he went on like short out routes. He'll leave it on the inside shoulder. I feel like, uh, over the, I just feel like there's just little things where that's like, if you don't have two top 15 players on, on your team, it's going to be, make it look a little bit uh, worse for me. And I just think he relies too much on that running ability. And me just, this is just my personal opinion. I just don't think it translates to the NFL as easily or as effectively as a lot of people think it does. I do think he has the four, four speed, but I just think it's easily schemed. And if you can't win from the pocket at first, I think it, your running ability just, like, your ability to run means less to me. You know what I mean? Like you have to be able to yeah. win as a quarterback first. I, he can do it, but there are just holes in his game. So I don't necessarily hate him as a prospect. I think I view him as a second round quarterback prospect as well. I just think the top three talk is just because a lot of people love the highlights and they love the the ability for the running quarterback nowadays. And in my personal opinion, it's just not my cup of tea. I think for him to succeed a team or to succeed as highly to be a number three overall pick, I'll say you have to completely build your offense around him, your entire team around him. And, and that's just a big, big gamble that I don't know if I'm willing to take as a, as a top five pick. So uh, he's a second round quarterback for me and number QB number four. Yeah, I really agree with everything you said. Honestly, we have pretty much the same points. Um, I agree. Legit rushing threat. I mean, I don't think he's as um, elusive as a guy like Lamar Jackson. 
but I think his straight line speed might be better. Um, maybe that's crazy f- for me to say. I don't, I don't know, even think it's like, that crazy. I think when he fast. gets a, when he gets a full head of steam, like he is fucking moving. Um, I don't think he's got as much wiggle as Lamar, but I think you could definitely run read option with him and just let him go. Um, it's hard to to nitpick the season that he just had too. Um, he, I mean, he only threw four interceptions all season um, against pressure. Five touchdowns has zero interceptions with 50% completion percentage, which is great. Um, and even like you said, like, I think I also think the ball placement is the big knock for me. Um, but he still completed 71% of his passes. So it's like, what am I really being? Am I being too nitpicky? Or is this what the film shows us? And in the NFL, those windows get smaller. The the room for error gets so much smaller. Those passes that he's completing right now, not going to be there. Are they going to be batted down? Are they going to be intercepted? Um, So that's kind of what I'm looking at. Um, I really like what you said about his deep balls. I also wrote throws a very catchable deep ball, especially on those back shoulders. He throws with really good touch um, to the outside part of the fields. And he really lets his wide receivers go and make a play on it. He really trusts his wide receivers pretty easy to trust when you have Malik neighbors and, and Brian Thomas jr. But in the NFL, obviously all these players are great. Um, so I respect him for, you know, leaving some 50, 50 balls out there that maybe aren't totally there, but you trust that you have the athletes to win. Um, I'll go to the, the negatives. Cause I agree with everything you said for his positives. Cause he's another one. He's got a high floor because of his rushing ability. First year, when he comes into the NFL, he's going to make plays with his legs automatically. Um, but I'll, I'll get some of the negatives. Like I said, the ball placement for me is the big issue, especially um, on shorter throws outside the numbers. I saw a lot on like speed outs from the running back where he's throwing to the inside part of the field when the ball needs to go to the outside shoulder so his running back can catch, turn, and get up the field. Instead, he's catching and getting hit right away. Um, I don't think he has the biggest arm in the world. I know he hit on a ton of deep passes this year. Um I think the leg drive really isn't fully there, but I think that's something that he can work on getting his hips more involved in throwing the deep ball. I think he's got enough arm strength to make throws, but um, just something I noted. And then going through progressions, he's another guy. I think he leaves the pocket a little too early. It's hard not to, when you got four, three type speed and you can just go and make plays for yourself. But um, in the NFL, like I said, the gaps are much smaller to run through much less room for error. Um, so I do think he needs to hang in the pocket a little bit more, but he is just a fascinating player because he just had one of the greatest seasons in college football history. Yeah, it's it really is. And it, it just it really comes down to just a team's ability to, I feel like, just invest entirely in him. You cannot put one foot, like you can't dip your toe in this water. You know what I mean? If you're going in, if you're going to pick him as your franchise guy, you have to do a full-on cannonball and embrace it. So I am very curious to see where he goes. I do... I have maintained, I think, the, the number three overall pick. People are kind of locking it up, one, two, three quarterbacks. That spot we do for him sucks. Terrible. One of the, honestly, Horrible spot. I can't think. I'm not sure if I could think of a worse spot for him to go than New England. I agree. Um, that being said, and then like I just feel like every year, because like, especially last year too, like there were a lot of quarterbacks, and everyone's like, they're going to go one, two, three. They may even go one, two, three, four. Shit, shit always happens. I do think the talk is getting a little overhyped right now, which is just making me – sound like I'm sour on him a lot worse, but 
I, I think at the end of the day, I think he'll end up, I think the perfect spot for him to end up would be Atlanta, whether he makes it that far or if they're willing to move up to go get him, who knows? I mean, honestly, I think for any of these guys, Atlanta's <laughs> Atlanta's one of the best landing spots. I think you got a ready-made offensive line and you already got weapons. But I, I mean, like I said, if they go, if he goes three in New England, like that spot is set for you to fail. Their offensive line sucks. They have no weapons, and it's going to be a one-man show for him. And he's going to be getting running around, getting killed. Um, so I agree. I, I don't think it's going to be one, two, three, and I would love to bet that now because I do think. As soon as the combine comes, people see fucking Marvin Harrison running around. They see Malik Neighbors running around. They see Olu and all and all these offensive tackles run really well too. That uh, it's not going to stand. But we got a lot of time till then. Um, would you have you had a second round grade on him? I I have the same. I have a, a mid to late first on him, um, as I as I did for for JJ McCarthy. Um, right now on Bovada, you can get Jaden Daniels plus a thousand first quarterback drafted. Still not taking it. I'm, there's only two quarterbacks I'd be willing to bet on that. So, I'd be willing to bet McCarthy before I bet that. I mean, neither neither are going to happen. So I would bet McCarthy at plus ten thousand more than I would bet Jaden Daniels at plus a thousand. I don't think so, but I guess you don't think so. I just think both of them is just donating money to a casino. What if what if Harbaugh is like, fuck it, we're trading Justin Herbert, we're trading up for the first pick. Uh, I guess, yeah. Then that would be wild. <laughs> and then when you know it, you were too late, and I'm sitting there with plus ten thousand JJ McCarthy. <laughs> when that happens, I'll I'll apologize for my opinion, and I'll, I'll okay. Say sounds right. good. Um, you had McCarthy at three, so I'll go at three here. I got my guy. I got Michael Penix here. Um, Forty nine career games, six year career starter. Four major injuries, two ACLs, two AC joints, um, and he just battled back, was a Heisman Trophy finalist this year. Um, obviously lost in the national championship game, did not have his best game against Michigan, but I don't think that game should overshadow the great season and the great career he had and the great career that he's going to have in the NFL because I really do think he's going to have a really good career in the NFL. Um, almost 5,000 passing yards this season, 36 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He had a pretty similar season last year too. And I think the big thing for him was that he stayed healthy both years. Obviously he was a little bit banged up to get a, like a lower body injury this year, but he was able to gut it out. And I think that was really important for him and for his draft stock this year. Led the country in big time throws with 43 he had the most 20-plus yard throws this year with 117 attempts. He had 20 more than anybody in my top eight that I scouted. Drake May was second on the list with 85. So no easy throws that Michael Penix makes. He's not the Bo Nix behind the line of scrimmage type of quarterback, even though that's really what Michigan was giving to them in the national championship because they didn't want to allow them to get deep down the field. So he was taking a lot of underneath throws. So if that was the first time you were seeing Michael Penix, that is not the norm. Um, also, I brought a, a stat back that I had in summer scouting, which was the intermediate throws, the 10-yard to 19-yard throws outside the numbers. Over summer from last year, he was 40 of 68, 59%, which is just an awesome completion percentage for those type of really tough NFL throws this year. He was 37 of 60, which is 62%. Just really, really impressive with over almost 600 yards on those throws. I think he moves 
safeties and linebackers really well with his eyes. He is arguably the best of all the quarterbacks that I scouted pre-snap. Really knows what defenses want to do with him. Really knows how they're attacking him. And in the same vein, um, I think a lot of this talk about him not being as mobile, not being as good in the pocket. When you watch him, he takes snaps and he knows where pressure is coming from. And he slides even before pressure gets to him. I think NFL teams are going to be very intrigued by that. Maybe want to coach him out of that. Because sometimes he's sliding and pressure's not there. But I think more often than not, when I was watching him, he's sliding out of the way to open his throwing window. And pressure is coming from where he sees it. Um, so I think that's going to be really interesting to watch at the next level. This guy's got a firecracker of an arm. I mean, the ball just explodes out of the, out of his hand. I remember, I, I think it was early in the season, I think you asked me, you were like, does Michael Penix really have that strong of an arm? And I was like, dude, just watch it. And then I think it was like, the next game, you were like, holy shit. Like, he just fucking fires the ball off his back foot. Um, I think he throws the best deep ball in the class, for my money. Um, and I, I just really like his poise. I really like his maturity. And I think you saw the way the team really rallied around him these last two years. I think he's a tremendous leader. Um, and I think he has a team believing that he is the guy. So... I really, really like Michael Penix. Uh, some of the weaknesses right now and the negatives, the big knock on him, obviously, are the injuries that he's coming in with and the age, 24 years old, um, four different injuries. I don't really care about the age that much. These quarterbacks are playing so long. Um, obviously, your first contract's going to be almost up when you're 30. But, um, you know, a couple other things for me. Uh, six touchdowns to five interceptions versus pressure. Um the big knock on him kind of has been that the mechanics slip when he's under pressure. Um, he actually faced the 13th most um, pressure uh, this year, which I was really surprised at because his offensive line was really good. Um, they didn't allow a lot of sacks. And I think that kind of goes into what I was talking about, uh, how he kind of slides away from pressure. Um, some of the other things I'll get to weird lefty mechanics. Um I think the sidearm throwing can hurt his accuracy. I also feel like when he's off platform, he opens his chest too quickly and he's releasing the ball from a weird arm angle. Um, it's like outside of his frame. Um, so it's not always the cleanest throwing motion and he loses accuracy because of it. Um, but I do think this is a really, really good player. And I think once he gets into the NFL, gets with coaching, fixes up that mechanics a little bit. I think he's going to be a damn good NFL player. Yeah, so I this is probably the player in like the last however long we've been doing the, this podcast for. 3 years. I, I've I've never flip-flopped more on a player multiple times in my life. Um I started out thinking not really being that big of a fan and then we'll start with the positive. I think his like you said, I think his ball placement on balls outside the numbers in in particular down the field, it's CJ Stroud-esque. I think his ability to put it in the tight windows outside the numbers and like over the fence, over the cornerback shoulders, perfectly on the sideline, allow his receivers to make great plays. I I literally thought it was it was CJ Stroud ass. I was like, oh my god, this guy's arms legit. Um, he his deep ball is I think the best in the class. I think you're right by saying that outside the numbers is where he lives, but on the negative, it's all it's only where he lives. He he's so outside the numbers focused. I do think he does a great job of manipulating safeties with his eyes, by the way. But 
he just if his if it's outside is not there, he just does not come back over the middle of the field at all. He does not. I feel like he's his ability to read the defense. He's laid a lot downfield as well. If he if it's not his first read, so that's a negative I saw. And also, I try not to overreact for one game, but that Michigan game was was bad. Um, that's the type of defense you're gonna be seeing in the NFL. They're gonna show a lot of pressure, uh, manipulated uh, pressures like that, and he just did not react well. I think. <clears throat> that like slide that you talk about and just the fact that he, he opens his chest. That's the perfect way to put it. He like, he's like parallel to a lot of scrimmage a lot of times mm-hmm. sliding away. His foot, his feet are just, a, they make Bo Nix's look really good. Sometimes it's just like, <laughs> he's like shuffling like parallel to the line of scrimmage, trying to make a play, which I just don't like. I thought as a, I guess not, I guess last year, I thought his ability to step up in the pocket was really good this year. I feel like when there was pressure, he was just like, doing that little shuffle around. I didn't really like that at all. Um, and then to come back with it, the injuries, I think they're they're massive. So I had him a QB six. I view him a, similar to Bo Nix as like a three round three to two, two, late two, early three quarterback. And what made me keep him outside of my top five, I was just thinking who's the most likely to just not see the field. And I think just based on the – the lack of mobility and play outside of structure, I feel like it's him. I feel like teams are going to be a little bit less um, confident in his ability to play as a spot start just because he doesn't have that mobility factor. And sure, his arm his arm and ball placement downfield may be better, but his lack of confidence working over the middle and just his inability to create out of structure, I think is going to uh, hamper him. So I don't hate the player. I think that just his his straight up arm talent has the ability to be an NFL starting quarterback. It's just those other things that I'm just less confident the more I watch. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think coming back to the middle of the field is tough for him. But I feel like, I mean, I've been talking about this a lot. I watched a lot of Washington this year because I just love their team. Um their offense is just so set up to throw outside the numbers. Like when they need a quick hitter where most teams are throwing quick slants to the middle of the field, they throw quick outs. And you saw that in their playoff games for people who weren't watching the whole season. Like when they need five yards, they throw to the deep parts of the field, which is really, really strange. Maybe he just feels more comfortable throwing to the outside parts of the fields. And that's why Kalen DeBoer set up their offense like that. Um, so I don't know if it's a comfortability thing where he doesn't want to look towards the middle of the field or if that was just an offensive structure and system type of thing. Um, so it would be fascinating. I know I, mean, I don't want to overreact to a senior bowl where they're not even fucking hitting him, but he had a really good day one for senior bowl. He is also going to be an absolute killer in interviews. Um so I I hopefully that that pushes him up because uh, I really do like this player. Yeah, and it, I mean, he's going to be able to compete. I feel like just because there's so many teams that I feel like nowadays that need quarterbacks. So whether he goes round one, round two, even if he goes round three, he's going to come in, and I feel like he's going to have the opportunity. I feel like depending on where he goes to compete for a job. Right. Um. So I'm assuming we have. Well, I'm not even assuming we both have Caleb Williams and Drake May. At one and two, I think you might have a little flip flop in there. Yeah, probably. Okay. Um, so you want to talk Drake May and then I'll talk Caleb Williams? Uh yeah, that works, I guess. That's a good way to put it. So I'll yeah, Drake May is my number one. 
Um, nice. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. This, this season, the theme of this season is uh, screw the narrative. So yeah, we're, like we're going, we're going gut here. Uh, he's someone I know a lot of people talk about. He kind of dropped off a little bit this year, but I do think losing a couple, your top couple wide receivers, uh, Tez Walker not being able to play till week four or five, whenever that was, and losing your OC, I think that had a lot to do with it. But we'll we'll just get into it. He's completed sixty three percent of his passes for thirty six hundred yards, twenty four touchdowns, and had nine picks. Uh, rushing, he had four hundred fifty yards with nine uh, touchdowns. So his fumbles were an issue in his sophomore year. He really cut them down. He only had three fumbles this year, which I thought was a real big improvement. Uh, some of the the deeper stats. He's seventy five percent adjusted completion percentage. I think he was his wide receivers dropped a lot of passes for him. Uh, average depth of target was eleven yards and he had 10 turnover worthy plays which aren't nearly as much as some of the other guys on this list uh so i think the turnover and just the drop off and his ability to uh to protect the ball is a a little overstated but the positive this guy is just the tailor-made uh prototypical quarterback he's got the size uh height weight speed his athleticism is so underrated. He's a dangerous runner, this guy, and his ability to get outside of the pocket and create. I think he's dangerous to himself sometimes. <laughs> a little bit, but I, I, my favorite thing about him is that he, he knows when to use his legs in the right time. Uh, he ran for a lot of first downs this year. I don't have the number off the top of my oh, 45 first downs he ran for. Uh, so he knows when it's okay to use his feet and just get the first down and get out. So I love that about him. Uh, his ability to just drive the ball. So I think this is the difference of why I have him one. It's just his ability to drive the ball down the field over the middle is the best in this class. Uh, he he steps up in the pocket. He Also, he's someone who, another one, doesn't even need to get his feet underneath him. He's someone who can step up, and if there's pressure in his face, I've seen him do like a jump throw and get the ball 30 yards downfield. He's got an elite arm, elite arm talent, elite arm strength, and he has some good touch to go along with it. He's able to layer those balls uh, in front of the safeties, over the linebackers at a really efficient pace. Uh, ball placement, I think he makes he allows his receivers to catch and run and really uh, maximize their space that they have. And then also, I just think in 2023, I think he limited the hero ball moments a lot that people don't really look at. I think in 2022, him and Caleb both, they held the ball a long time. They would run around and just try to do a hero ball and it would be, look like an idiot. But I think he was a lot, a lot more deliberate more, most of the time. There were still some of those hiccups where he would try to throw, make a hero play with pressure in his face and throw a pick. So he did have a couple of those, don't get me wrong. But I think overall he limited the hero ball nicely and showed he can play within structure. The negatives, um, like I said, he does have some of those those bonehead interceptions where he just needs to eat it, eat it and take the sack that he just doesn't. I think that will come in, with time. And then, like I mentioned, his sophomore year, the ball security was an issue where he would take his – he had – him and um, him and Caleb both do this thing where they just take their hand – they pat the ball a lot. I don't know if you noticed that on tape. I think they both mm-hmm. – like he just – he'll take have one hand and just start keep patting it. I think Caleb does it a lot too. I think he improved it. In this past season, as a junior, as a junior, but it's something that it still needs to. I think ball security needs to be a lot more emphasized with him. Um, and then just the accuracy. I think at times it would be a little inconsistent. He gets, the balls can sail on him outside the numbers, but overall, I think this is a prototype quarterback. I think he can play in any scheme with any team, and um, he's my number one guy. Yeah, 
I like it. Uh, I have Drake May at two. I have him as a top five grade. Um, I really enjoyed watching him this year. It was obviously a tough season, losing Josh Downs last year and not getting Tez Walker for the first five, six games of the season. And again, he played behind a pretty bad offensive line again. Um, so it did come, down, did come down to him a lot. Um, I really like what you said um, about pushing the ball down the field, especially towards the middle part of the field. Um, it's almost effortless the way he throws the football. Um, and I think he's got good mechanics, especially when he's clean. I think his eyes and his feet and his arm all work really well together when he's clean. Um, so I really liked him. I also had a couple things like you did too. I think he, he's another guy with these guys with these big arms. Um, he trusts his arm a little bit too much at times. He forces balls that he doesn't need to. Um, he tries to sneak it in windows that, maybe aren't there just because he has such a good arm. Um, I like his confidence and he's always trying to make a play, but sometimes you just have to eat those. Like you said. Um, And then the other thing I had, his offensive line was really bad and he was consistently under pressure, but I felt like sometimes when he wasn't under pressure, um, he was standing in, he was standing in and then maybe a late blitzer would come and then he wasn't feeling it. Um, so I just want to see him feel pressure a little bit more. Um, but I think obviously that's going to come with playing more football, getting more comfortable and being with hopefully a better offensive line than what he had played with the last two years. Um, but I can't knock you for, for having him one right now. I'm oh, Bovada. I'll, I'll say, get, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Right now on Bovada, you can get Drake may first quarterback selected. Plus four twenty-five. Is this the one that you're taking? Yeah, I'll take this one just because I think the gap's a lot closer than people make it out to be. And I think getting four to one odds as opposed to one to nine odds or whatever Caleb Williams is going to be, it just it's a no-brainer. So I, I, I was going to, I mean, that's a good way to transition. I was going to say the the um the gap between these two is almost non-existent. Uh, I I flipped these guys a bunch of times too. At the end, I put I gave Drake May a nine-three-one, and I gave. Caleb Williams a nine three just because I couldn't really know how else to differentiate them. So they're they're neck and neck. They really are. Good for you, man. Um, all right, I'll, I'll get to Caleb here. Caleb Ambovada, first quarterback selected is minus eight hundred. So the clear favorite, even though he said he didn't want to play in Chicago. Right, we'll see how uh he's gonna hold out. No. <laughs> what a cocksucker for doing that. Um Maybe a shitty person, but really good football player. Um, so Caleb Williams, 6'1", 215, 3,600 passing yards this year, 30 touchdowns, five interceptions, 68% completion percentage, had a 77.5 adjusted completion percentage, so great numbers there. Uh, had 356 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns added on the ground. Heisman Trophy win- winner last year. Um, I think... He was the way people talked about his season this year. Obviously, it wasn't as great as it was last year, but it was hard to follow up a season like that. Um, and I think he's been doing it for so long. This is like what we talked about when Olave was coming out. Like people were pushing Olave down draft boards for no obviously, he's not getting pushed down draft boards, but pe- people were pushing Chris Olave down draft boards, maybe out of boredom and maybe out of just like they've seen it so many times, they're looking for the flashy new toy. Um, I think what he did this year was great. The team wasn't good, 
So he wasn't going to fix all their mistakes. Um, I'll say for strengths, elite arm talent. He can pretty much make any single throw that he wants to on the field with crazy arm angles when he's not on platform at all. I mean, he makes some throws where he's right foot down, right foot thrower, which are so weird to say, but he still gets it 35 yards down the field, which is really, really impressive. Um, He also, like Drake May, I wrote, he throws great transition balls. He really gives his wide receivers a lot of time to catch, gather, and go and get yak, which I think is really, really important, especially in the NFL um, where the windows are just so tight. Um, I think he has a good feel between touch and his arm strength. I think he throws a very catchable ball in different circumstances when he needs to layer it in, when he needs to fire it, and he knows what type of throw he has to make to get it there and for his receiver to make a play on it. Um, And then the ability to escape the pocket, I think, is arguably the best in in this class outside of Jaden Daniels. But I think he's got a little more shiftiness to him. I mean, he makes guys miss in the open field. It's kind of like – I hate saying like he's like Mahomes, but it is kind of Mahomes-esque where – you don't expect him to be fast. You don't expect him to be breaking guys down with juke moves or running by guys, but he just does. Um, so I think sneaky athletic um, in the in the open field. And then I just feel like he, more than anybody in this class, has the ability to turn negative plays into positive plays. There are so many times when he's got three guys rushing at him and he makes one guy miss, and he finds a wide-open wide receiver down the field. Um, So I think, especially for a team that's looking to change their organization, this is a guy that they can say, we're going to put him on the field from day one, and he's going to make plays for us. It might not always look great, but he's going to make plays. Um, He, obviously, like everybody else, does have weaknesses that – uh, you can't deny had 18 turnover worthy plays this year. He is another one. He looks for the home run a lot instead of taking singles when he needs to, he needs to play in more structure in the NFL. I think that's going to come with coaching. Obviously the Lincoln Riley offense is high flying. It's a lot of crossers. It's a lot of him rolling to the right and throwing all the way to the left. Those plays don't really work in the NFL. So he's going to need to get with this coaching staff let him learn, let him play with more structure. Um, and I think that'll help him a ton. Also, I mean, kind of in conjunction with that, his time to throw this year was 3.16 seconds in the pocket. That's 11th in the country. Um, so he's trying to make plays behind the line of scrimmage to keep plays alive. But a lot of times it comes at the detriment where he's either taking a sack or he's throwing a ball that he, he shouldn't be back into play. And then, like you said, the tapping of the ball, I also had that, but I also hold, I mean, he holds the ball extremely loose, especially when he's running. Um, the fumbles were an absolute killer this year. It's 16 this year. That has to get cleaned up. You cannot be losing the ball like that, um, especially when you're running. Um, just just can't do it. Just got to hold on to the ball. Got to slide more. Um, but he's a damn good football player. And for my money, he's the first pick in the draft. You said a lot of it. I agree with most of what you said. Um, I'd go as far as to say I think he is the most elusive quarterback in this class. I think Jane Daniels has the running speed and ability on him, but 
no one gets out of a pocket like this guy. This guy is fucking insane. And you're right to call it Mahomes like. I think it is. He the way he's ability his ability to create when there's nothing there is special. Um you said he's got an elite arm. He can he's got like a uh, a middle infielder in baseball. He gets that ball. The shortstop arm. Very fast and with a lot of velocity, catchable ball. Um, he'll throw, be able to get a lot of those, those screen games, those quick passes that you saw uh, in that Buffalo Kansas City game that you saw like pretty frequently. He'll be able to do that, obviously. Um, he throws a tremendous touch. His deep ball, he almost puts too much arc on it. Some he throws that shit up to the fucking sky. Russell sometimes. Wilson ball, like yeah. moon balls. Moon balls. That's the perfect way to put it. And sometimes like he'll do it when his receiver has like three or four yards on the guy, where it's like, dude, you could give a little bit more. Velocity, just get it to him. Sometimes I've saw him where like he put it too much. I'm just like where he has to kind of like manipulate the speeds a little bit more. But that'll come with time. This guy's arm is legit. And also one thing I kind of forgot about him. I just was reading my notes from summer scouting. Um, that that Rose Bowl game last year when he was yeah. playing on one leg, that's that right there earns him just street cred. That guy is. I know the whole crying thing this year, like running into the stands, <laughs> is a tough look. But that guy was literally playing on one leg in a bowl game. And he almost won it for them. He was in a meaningless in a meaningless bowl game. Meaningless bowl game. Well, playing on one leg. I forgot about that. That game was that performance was so insane. Um, and then on the negatives, I think, like I said, I think he plays hero ball still a little bit too much. He holds the ball a long time. Uh, he's a little loose with it. And then I do think that he throws. He's like the definition. Of, he'll throw to open guys more than he throws guys open. So I just think that's kind of in the nature of the offense of Lincoln Riley, where. He didn't really need to that much. He has the skill position players around him were loaded. So the reason I have him as two is just because I do see the Mahomes tendencies, but I think Mahomes is one of one. And I think when people start comparing him to Mahomes and thinking he's just going to be able to translate what he did in college to what Mahomes does in the NFL, I think it's a little naive. So I, I the reason I have him at two is just because I've seen players like Drake May. I, I see them more often, I guess. That's the thing. I think that, that play style does translate a little bit more, his ability to throw the ball down the field. So that's really the only differences I see with him. I do think that there's – I think it's 40-60 or 50-50 probably who's going to be the better quarterback in this class, but I do think both are going to be uh, at least top 10 quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, so right now on Bovada, you could take Caleb Williams versus the field. For all players, not just quarterbacks, um, they have it minus nine hundred for Caleb Williams and plus seven fifty for the field. What I mean, do you take? How, how do you not take the field there? Gotta take the field. I mean, Marvin I, Harrison Jr. is the best player in the class. Fair enough. Maybe we throw a bet on it right now. May have to. All right, uh, let's go through our top fives, and then we'll talk about a few guys who are just outside. So run me through your your top five. Yeah, so I'll go one to five this time. I got Drake May at one, Jay, um, Caleb Williams at two, <laughs> J.J. McCarthy at three, Jaden Daniels at four, and Bo Nix at five. Nice. So I have Caleb Williams at one, Drake May at two, Michael Penix at three, Jaden Daniels at four, and then J.J. McCarthy at five. Who's a guy outside your top five that you want to talk about? I'll talk about Michael Pratt from Tulane. He's an interesting guy just because um, he's another one. So I'm just going to read like my little blur for him. He's got 44 starts for Tulane over four years and had him as a staple in the top 25 for the last two. Uh, he's a big player, saying 6'3", weighing 220, and he has athleticism that people covet in the league today. He won't be a great threat as a runner, but he can he can do some of the things on design rollouts and scrambles if need be. I really like his deep ball as he shows good touch and throws a really nice spiral really catchable for his wide receivers. 
his arm looks about average on tape, but he has some extra velocity on that he can put on throws at when need be. He's super tough and will stay in the pocket and take massive hits and throw strikes. Some of his faults, he can tend to aim his passes when he needs touches on on the ball, which kind of leads to a little bit inaccuracy. Uh, he can take a while getting through some reads and take extra hitches at the back of his drop, which I think he's going to have to clean up. He also played in a very gimmicky run-heavy offense, again, in group of five level. So overall, I think he's got some intriguing traits that's, that teams will want to develop in a couple of years behind a veteran quarterback. He kind of gives me Tyson Bajant vibes a little bit with his ability to throw and run. Uh, so I think he's a developmental starter who could, I think he's another one who could maybe sneak into day, the back end of day too. Yeah, I have uh, a late round three, early round four grade on him. So I think I see him pretty similar to, similarly to you. Um, yeah, I like Michael Pratt. He's a good player. Um, I think he's another one, a high floor player. I feel yeah. like he just really knows how to play the position well. Um, his toughness those, is his best trait, for sure. Yes, uh, I agree. Um, I also think he's got he's got really good feet, too. I think he might have had the best feet I watched of anybody. I feel like he's always stable, um, and he's he doesn't really throw off his back foot too often. Um, some of the negatives for me, I also wrote lacks elite arm strength. Um, but the one thing I noticed about his throwing, he's got like this looping throwing motion. I don't know if you saw that too. Um, the quick throws just like always, they're not always on time just because he loops it and then it's out of his hand instead of just picking up and firing. I, I did notice it was, it's a weird motion. I feel like it was like a three quarters. I feel like he has a heavy wrist flick. I feel like it's a lot of like flick of the wrist where it's like over exaggerated at the end, but uh, I don't know about, I'm not sure if it's loopy. Yeah, I don't know. Might have to go watch him again. Um, and I, I agree. He's not not an ultra athlete. He'll extend plays when he needs to. But um, I think all the guys we pretty much mentioned are, are better athletes than him. But I think he could easily be a spot starter in the NFL um, his rookie year if, he, if he's needed. Um, I'll talk about one, one more guy before we get out of here. Um, is it our boy or do we hate him? Uh, it's Spencer Rattler from South Carolina. Um, this is always forever and ever will be a Spencer Rattler slander podcast, but me as the leader of, of that group, I've really come around on Spencer <laughs> Rattler this past year. Um, so I just absolutely despise this guy watching QB one a few years ago when he was in high school. Um, he has clearly grown up a lot and he was clearly humbled by that whole situation, being the number one player in the country, um, having massive expectations. I mean, two years ago, prior to his last season at Oklahoma, people were touting him as the next number one quarterback um, to come out, and it didn't happen for him. But he went to South Carolina. Um, he gutted it out with some not-so-great teams, and I really respect for what he did this year behind arguably the worst offensive line. Um I've scouted over the past few years, maybe not as bad as that Stanford Tanner McKee team last year. Cause that was just pathetic. Mm -hmm. um, but this, this South Carolina offensive line was really, really bad. And uh, he, he gutted it out all year. Um, 3,100 yards of the season, 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He faced the fourth most pressure this year. I really, like I said, appreciate the toughness. He actually had the fourth highest completion percentage with a clean pocket. Didn't get that often, but um, when he did have a clean pocket, he, he was really good this year. Um, 
just showed a level of toughness and skill this year that I that I haven't seen in the past. And he's been around for a long time. He's got 48 games played in, in his college career. So he is an experienced starter. Um, I also think he's at his best when plays have kind of broken down. He's really good off schedule and when he's on the move. And for anyone, for any number one quarterback out of high school that you see, this guy has elite, elite arm talent. I mean, from looking at him, you might not think that he's a little bit of a smaller guy. He's 6'1", 217, but he's got great arm strength. I mean, he can make all the NFL throws that you need. Um, I mean, he could throw off his back foot and in weird arm angles and still launch the ball 60 yards down the field. It's really, really impressive with velocity and with touch. He can do it. Um, some of the negatives right now. I mentioned this offensive line they, as they were really bad. He was sacked 39 times, top 10 in the country, but he took a lot of unnecessary sacks this year trying to make a play. Um, he's also got a smaller frame, and sometimes like he, he just got touched a couple times and went down. Like you got to stand in, be a little tougher than that. Um, or you got to have a little bit better pocket sense um, to, to evade some of those pressures. Um, I did mention this with his arm strength. He throws off his back foot and he can launch it. I think he plays off his back foot a little bit too much. Um, not sure if that was a product of this offensive line. He was just feeling pressure, um, but his footwork is kind of all over the place. He really does throw off his back foot a lot. So I want to st- see him clean that up stand in a little taller and make throws. Um, and then sometimes I, I question his football IQ. I know he's played a lot of games and he's got so much confidence in himself, um, but he gets into trouble sometimes throwing balls that he shouldn't. Um, but I do think that NFL teams are going to be enamored with his natural throwing ability and his natural talent. Um, so I, I have a round three grade uh, on Spencer Rattler right now. And I think a team uh, will be willing to, to pick him late day two. Interesting. I don't know if he's going to go that high, but he'll, he'll obviously be drafted just because of those tools. Like you said, his arm is legit, legit. Uh, I'd love to see him in like an Andy Reid office. I'd love to see for the Chiefs to draft him and try to develop him into uh not like that, the rust off and develop him to a quarterback and maybe try to flip him in a couple of years to a team that needs, that's a need one because he obviously Mahomes is there long-term, but um, yeah, I'm, I, I, I view him as, as a day three prospect personally, but I wouldn't be surprised if he goes a little higher than I expect just because of the, those raw natural abilities. You you Pratt a little higher than him? Yeah, I just love Pratt's uh, toughness, intangibles, and just ability to play within himself. Do you have anybody else in between them, or is, is he after Pratt? Um, I mean, I feel like Jordan Travis is like some. I, I haven't I been able to put a, say that. I've been able to put a grade on Travis just with the injury and just a little disappointing year. So, uh, yeah. Fair enough. All right. That was good. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? No, just the, it's it's on now. It is on. It's it's on now. Yeah, it was uh, great to watch the first day of the Senior Bowl practices. Got a lot of good performances. Um, looking forward to the next couple days of practice and then the actual game. Um, schedule-wise, coming up just for the people, we have uh, a Senior Bowl review next week so we'll go over some of our top performers some guys who are moving up or down draft boards um follow our twitter at two tackles we're giving up a lot of updates um throughout the senior bowl on on some things that uh we like or didn't like so uh you can follow along there uh we're also going to have the edge rankings next week too so really really looking forward to that it is a deep deep group so ray hope you've been watching your tape i know you have 
but uh, we're going to give the people a lot, a lot of names to go over for that. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for us here. I'm between two tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our quarterback ranking. Stay with us. Like I said, senior bowl review next week, edge rankings. Then we're going to have offensive tackles, corners, wide receivers, and all the positions. We're going to have mock drafts. We're going to have big boards. So stay locked in during this draft cycle. It is going to be jam-packed. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two. You can also find us on underdogpodcast.com and stick with us as we continue towards this 2024 NFL draft. Ray, my friend, appreciate you.